on the streets of Jordan or Canton in Yunlong, Nepalese residents, shops, and communities are not a rare sight. It seems that three generations of Nepalese have put down roots here in Hong Kong. But when I ask my friends, not many of them have Nepalese friends. Is it because there's a language barrier or because we are not open-minded enough? I believe friendship begins with mutual understanding. To understand the Nepalese in Hong Kong, we must begin with a name we've almost forgotten, Gurga. This is the Gurkha Cemetery in Santin. Over 500 fallen Nepalese soldiers were buried here. Adjacent to it are the barracks that once belonged to the British regiment stationed here. This is where the story of the Hong Kong Nepalese begins. Gurkhas are soldiers hired from Nepal before the handover. After the Second World War, they came to Hong Kong with the British regiments to take charge of border defense until 1997, when Hong Kong was returned to China. I can remember the exact date, uh, 12th September 1970. And this is the camp where I joined my regiment. In the 60s and 70s, there's a flood of illegal immigrants trying to get into Hong Kong from China. The main duty of the Gurkhas was guarding the border. We had to protect the border uh, on, the, on the Hong Kong side because there are so many illegal immigrants uh, coming from the mainland. So we need to, uh, we need to stop them uh, on the border. And uh, if we uh, had caught them, then we handed over to the police. Ahmad's father was a Gurkha. Ahmad is the secretary of the Gurkha Cemetery Trust Fund. Originally, the Gurkha's name comes from the place name called Gurkha of Nepal, which is also the ancient city of Nepal. The Nepalese army knife, Kukuri, is a symbol of the Gurkhas. The insignia is carved on every Gurkha's tombstone. There is also the legend, the Hindu guru, who is also a warrior called Goraknath. He gave the kukuri to the uh, Gurkha, and it's also said that's why it was a Gurkha. When the Gurkhas were serving in Hong Kong, their families could join them for only three years. After that, they had to return to Nepal. In the mid-90s, the then-government decided to amend the law to allow children born to the Gurkha soldiers before 1984 the right to abode in Hong Kong. Like me, in 1997, I started to uh, settle down in Hong Kong. The most majority of Hong Kong Nepalese are the descendants of the Gurkha.
This is my number six uh, uniform, and we wear these on ceremonial occasions. And uh, you have a uh, special buttons, regimental buttons here, and this is the uh, crown for the rank of major. This is the actually uh, symbol. Wherever you see uh, the two kukris, uh, that actually indicates uh, the Gurkhas. In between the cross kukris, there is a crown, because we are serving the queen. I am from the eastern part of Nepal, uh, from the village called Simle. Because the village, the houses are very scattered in the slope. There were no proper towns built in Nepal. So I was in a very, uh, always uh, in a remote area. And as I grew older, or the age of before 18, I have a feeling or thought that the best, possibly best career for the Nepalese children uh, was the uh, was to join the army, British army. After Limbu retired from the army in 1997, he returned to Nepal, but he discovered that the situation there had not changed much since he was young. The standard of living was still very low. After six years, he decided to return to Hong Kong. And in Nepal, people, even if they are uh, very well educated or, you know, have good ideas, but there are, uh, they lack everything, uh, money-wise, every other things. This is a park in Shanghai Street. Many retired Gurkhas like gathering here on weekdays. This place is quite popular here. Uh, people, because it's a center here. This park has a Budo Park. Budo Park, we call it Budo Park. That means old. Park. I like to stay in Hong Kong. Very comfortable place because I don't have to go a long way to get something or meet somebody. somebody. According to the government census in 2011, there are over 16,000 Nepalese living in Hong Kong. In Jordan and Yaomate, you find shops of various sizes run by second-generation Nepalese. These clusters of shops gradually grew into small communities where they gather. Uh, the curry masala and uh, other this is the, from the Nepal. This also this is the uh, railway from Nepal. More customers in Nepal. Then other also have the Hong Kong people also have my customer. The second-generation Nepalese in Hong Kong came to Hong Kong in the 20s and 30s, having missed the golden period for language learning. Most don't speak fluent Cantonese. People's general impression of them is that they are reserved and prefer to keep to themselves. The Nepalese community in Jordan to many people in Hong Kong are both familiar and unfamiliar. 
That's why this Nepalese community walking tour has attracted many participants. Namaste。Namaste。我們首先去了一間尼泊爾復式的店。因為很多時候都是小店,他們譬如可能是一個人或者兩個人就要看整間店。and uh, the famous food of uh, Nepalese are momos, similar to dim sum. Like spring rolls. Knowing the food of a place is easy, but knowing the people of a place is much harder. Maybe it's because of the language barrier. People in Hong Kong feel that Nepalese are low-key and withdrawn. But is that the truth? In part two, you see how the second-generation Nepalese are actively building their own community network. Sangam Saranam Gachami Jaoche Omito the majority of Nepalese are Hindus. The community is also revered in Hinduism. According to the Nepalese calendar, today is Sekimuni's birthday. Limbu and his friends are here to perform the ritual of setting free captive creatures. Kids uh, believe that Buddha belongs to Nepal and the birthplace was in the west uh, of Nepal, the place called Lumbini. Legend has it that Sakyamuni was born beside a lake where fish and birds made their home, so Nepalese choose this ritual to celebrate his birthday. We came here to pray that will give us the sign or the indication that will bring the peace in the world. In the Hindu temples in Hong Kong, worship is usually conducted in Hindi. This Hindu temple, hidden in an old tenement building in Jordan, is organized and funded by local Nepalese. Worship here is conducted in Nepalese. Other than worship, this Hindu temple is also used for gatherings. People come here to chat or for charity events. It's like a Nepalese community center. 
Yes, uh, absolutely, yeah. And uh, this is also the com like a community center where people can come here and they know each other, they talk each other, and they spread, uh, you know, uh, the information to other people, other uh, their colleagues, their friends, you know, so uh, expanding very quickly. Hello. Hello. This Hindu temple and a local food bank are holding a gift market today. Things they have collected such as old clothes, toys and food are being given away to those who need them. Two organizations with different cultural backgrounds working together is not without its hitches. Lipoipa 少少啊? <laughs> the Nepalese I've met are very friendly. They are happy to talk to me, but our conversation switches back and forth between Chinese and English. Sometimes we even have to use gestures. Difference. The most difference. Your life here and in Nepal. <laughs> 雖然他們懂說廣東話,但是看中文字真的很困難。資訊不流通令到他們處於不利的狀態。To integrate into the local community, many second-generation Nepalese are working hard to build up networks to increase their understanding of this society. There are two Nepalese newspapers in Hong Kong that are published weekly. This week, there was a meeting between two chief secretaries, Nepal and Hong Kong. Kizan was a secondary school teacher in Nepal. He came to Hong Kong in 1998. At first, he could only find work on building sites. Two years later, Kizan and his friends started publishing this Nepalese newspaper. There are English newspapers, but they don't carry uh, our minor activities, which is important for us. There are not many pages in this newspaper, but the content is comprehensive. There are news of Nepal and global news, as well as local news, news of local Nepalese activities, and even classified ads. It's not easy running a newspaper here. Reporting, editing, publishing, distribution, and advertising income can be problematic. When we started, there was six people, but there was no income. So they leave company, and just only me. I'm alone, uh, still uh, running this business or this company. After 14 years of struggling, things are more stable now. Circulation has increased from 500 copies at the beginning to 2,000 copies at present. Even so, Kizan still has to deal with distribution himself. Your language, 
your culture, uh, literature also. Uh, it is the identity. So our main direction is identity. I'm producing different kinds of pro, uh, community programs. Uh, it is based on Hong Kong Nepalese and Hong Kong mainstream societies. When Dave was in Nepal, he was a radio host. After coming here, he realized the Nepalese do not have enough channels to receive local news and information. Apart from newspapers, there should also be a radio station. Hong Kong ma hamra nani harukalagi uchit vidyalay khujna teti sahaj chaina. Tesele azko ankh ma ma tapai harulai apna nani harukalagi kasari asal vidyalay khujne bhanne bare ma. Dave started an online radio station in his spare time, providing Nepalese with information on life and culture here seven days a week. All of my program based on community service job opportunity, talking about the hospital facilities, elderly home health, uh, education, uh, even environment, park, uh, many, many different topics. Dave came to Hong Kong in 2003. He is a coordinator in a primary school. He and his wife live in this unit in Jordan. Naturally, she has become his assistant. She's helping me too, and uh, she has a good voice, and she's also helping me to to produce programs. His wife arrived here two years ago. She doesn't know Hong Kong well. Dave's program has been very useful in helping her to adjust to life in Hong Kong. At the same time, she's uh, learning about Hong Kong, uh, trying to adapt Hong Kong life. I think uh, I'm not just uh, helping my community, and also I'm helping my family too. For Dave, in order to integrate into a society, you must first be curious about that place. I believe that integration doesn't mean to give up my and accept others. But at the same time, I'm here in Hong Kong. I should learn uh, about, the, about the Hong Kong and try to find the common issues. The, we have to show the hope for the coming generation. Uh, that is the way for the integration. Today, for his radio program, Dave is interviewing Tenka, a Nepalese poet in Hong Kong. I came in here in 1996. I feel so difficulties because uh, I cannot find easily to job in Hong Kong. Because of the language barrier, Tenka, like many second-generation Nepalese, are working in security or on building sites. He expressed how he felt about Hong Kong and his nostalgia for Nepal in his poems. They have recently been published. When I come in Hong Kong, I have the nostalgia, do you know? I feel the Nepal because I stay a long time there also. When I was in Hong Kong also, but I feel the, my uh, uh, hometown. I feel good because we are the second generation. My dad is a Gurkha army. For the, our children, make a good basement so that uh, we forget to the, our difficulties because we are going to be make the uh, our children's the good futures.
हांगकांग मेरो कर्मघर हांगकांग कर्म को देश हांगकांग को काख में रमु हो तेले तो हांगकांग मसंग रसले तो हांगकांग मसंग र For different reasons, the first and second generation Nepalese came here to be soldiers, to work, and to live. But what about the third generation Nepalese who were born and grew up here? They're learning to integrate while preserving their own culture. We'll have more in the next episode.